Good evening, people of God. Thank you for joining us tonight for a Bible study from our After Christ Christian Center. Uh, my name is Sister Talitha Harris, and I'm just here just to have an encouraging word for you regarding our subject for the month, which is the anatomy of winning. So first, I'd just like to thank our own apostle, uh, Rudolph Ellis and Pastor Lois Ellis for giving me the opportunity just to speak to you all. And my husband, um, giving honor to him, Pastor Jason Harris, for um, asking me just to offer just a little word of encouragement to everyone on tonight. Um, but first, before we dive in, I just want to pray. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, we thank you, God, for this day. We thank you for this evening, God. We ask that you will illuminate our thinking and our mindset on what it means to win in you. Lord God, we ask for God for just revelation and a greater understanding of who you are in our lives and how we are to walk out our purpose and your plan in our lives. So God, we thank you. I pray that you bless each and every person that's tuning in on today. Let your let my words be acceptable to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, so we're talking about the anatomy of winning. So when I thought about the anatomy of winning, Pastor Jason did a good uh um, talk about what it means to win, what it means to win in the body of Christ. And I started thinking about some of the things that we encounter when we are trying to walk out our purpose or walk out God's plan or what we think is God's plan in our life. A lot of times there are things that happen to us in our process of walking out that plan that sometimes knocks us off. So when we are knocked off, for me and my own experience in my own life, what sometimes helps me, or I know that helps me, is my ability to still have hope and not to lose hope in that place of hardship. So part of winning is being able to tap into that place of hope in your life. So I just want to talk a little bit about that and how we can walk in hope and how we can even stir our hope up even the more in this season in our lives. So First, I would like to ask you, what is your hope rooted in? Is it rooted in faith? Is it rooted in a desire that comes from God? Or is it rooted in looking at other people and what they're doing? Where is your hope rooted in? So as we move on, hope, let's just break it down on what it is. Hope is a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. It is a feeling of trust, and also it's a desire or a feeling of wanting something to happen, something that you want so very much to occur or to take place in your life. That's what hope is. But in Christ, hope is also the confident expectation of what God has promised. So if we're hoping for something great to happen, we have this great expectation where we lining up that expectation. Is it with the will of God? Is it with the word of God? We have to make sure that our hope is lined up in the proper way. It is also, uh, I'm sorry, hope in Christ is, is the confident expectation of what God has promised according to his word, and its strength is in God's faithfulness and not in our own selves. So again, this hope that we have we have to have it rooted in what the word of God says and not even in our own ability, because we're talking about something that's bigger than uh, what we can do in and of ourselves. We have to be able to put our hope 
in God. So in the Greek, when we look at hope, we can break that word down even the more. So hope is elpis in the Greek. And elpis means, it means expectation or trust and confidence. Okay, so when we're thinking about hope, when we're thinking about hope in God, hope to be able to overcome, hope to have joy, hope to have different things manifest in our life, we're saying that we have an expectation, we have a trust, and we have a confidence. And elpis comes from the root word elpo, which means to anticipate with pleasure and to welcome. So if we're in a position where we're hoping and we're believing God for certain things, are we in the place of anticipation with pleasure? That means with some joy in it, with some happy expectation. It has to do with your attitude. What is your attitude while we are patiently waiting, patiently hoping for a certain thing to come to pass? So as we move on, overall, the word, the Greek word elpis, it overall means it is an expectation for what is guaranteed. So hope in and of itself is an expectation for what is guaranteed. Wow. What is guaranteed? That means that whatever we believe, whatever we profess to believe in Christ, we know that the promises of God are without repentance, that the promises of God are yea and amen. We believe that that thing is guaranteed in our lives to take place. So without, there's something that we need to, to help activate our hope, and that is faith. So we all know that faith, for without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So in Hebrews 11 and 1, it's a familiar passage of scripture. And we know that uh, that scripture is now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen, right? So when we read this familiar scripture with a better understanding of what hope really is, which is expectation, trust, confidence, having an anticipation, we realize that faith is needed to fuel our hope. So if we're not feeding our faith, we are not fueling our hope. Does that make sense? So what do we do to feed our faith? Because our faith is what our belief system is. And if we don't uh, tend to our belief system, if we don't uh, grow it and feed it and give it all the things that it needs to grow and be bigger, our hope will go lacking. Because again, hope is a desire. It's a, it's a feeling. It's an emotion even. And that is good, but you can't win and succeed with that alone. It has to be rooted in something. So it has to be rooted. That hope has to be rooted in our faith. Okay. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. What are you doing to increase your faith? What are you doing to nurture your faith? It's a decision every day when we wake up. Lord, I choose you. Every day we have to tend to our faith. Every day we have to make a decision to believe God, to believe his word for our lives and, and everything that concerns us. And we have to also maintenance that faith by hearing, hearing the word of God on a daily basis, actively participating in building your faith. Because faith isn't just 
uh, intangible thing is actually an action. It's actually a verb. It's something that we have to put a corresponding action with. So again, it is our faith that fuels our hope. Faith is, is hope's foundation. Our faith is rooted in our belief system. So what are you believing? How, how uh, important do you put the, the necessity to have your beliefs tended to? So if you find yourself feeling hopeless, then I would challenge the position of your faith. If you find yourself um, always discouraged, then I would challenge you to look at the foundation and the root of your faith. Because again, faith has to be there to be able to fuel the hope. How can I hope if I really don't have a belief system that believes that Jesus Christ is Lord, that he is for me, that I'm above and not beneath. I have to have the word of God to be able to feed my faith to fuel my hope. So again, um, because faith is our belief system, everything that causes us to be hopeful, faith is our belief system. And everything that causes us to be hopeful is based in that. Um, again, the scripture that is in Hebrews, 11 and 1. Now faith again is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What is that substance? Faith is the substance, but what is the substance needed to hope? Substance is the belief system. So we have the faith, and that substance that the scripture is talking about is our belief system, is our foundation that we build upon to be able to take us to hope. In Hebrews 11 and 6, the very, very powerful passage, um, the scripture says, basically, let me, actually, let me go to it. I don't have it in front of me, but let me go to it really quick. Hebrews 11 and 6 let's see here, says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. So we have to believe that first God is, right? God is. He is the creator. He is our God. He is everything. We have to believe that he is and that he is also a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So when we feed our faith with that belief system, we feed our faith with that belief system. Now, therefore, we can walk in hope concerning our future because we know that according to this scripture, we have a reward. We can hope for that reward because of this scripture. You see how that works, how we use the word of God to fuel our faith, to feed our faith in order to fuel our hope. So, again, substance is our belief system. So faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. We have to build our belief system on a daily basis and making sure it is a sure foundation in the word of God. If you are looking uh, for more hope in your life, then I encourage you to check what you believe. Revisit your faith on a daily basis. Re revisit what you believe. Prove it. Search it out. Research it. What does this word say? 
don't just go off of what you hear uh, across the pulpit or in your churches. You know, go in for yourself and open the book, open the Bible and read and, and look for God to illuminate his word to you that is made just for you. This will help build your faith. This will help stir your faith so that you can hope for the better tomorrow. It's a place of maintenance that we have to do on a daily basis. Okay, so what you feed your faith, again, will fuel your hope. We can't win without hope. We can't persevere without hope. Because without hope, how do we hope for the things of God to come to pass? So we have to have hope in our lives. Uh, what do we do when hope is deferred? Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. So I've always heard the scripture in Proverbs 13 and 12, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And I would that's all I would hear. So I didn't understand, well, what does that really mean? So if we go back to Proverbs 13 and actually look at the entire chapter to really gain the full context of what it's saying, this chapter is actually talking about a variation of contrast, contrast of what it means to be righteous and what it means to be wicked. So this passage of scripture can't just be plucked out and just said, oh, well, hope deferred make it the heart sick. Yes, but the rest of that also says um, in 13 and 12, um, I'm sorry, I'm looking for it here. Um, I don't, I don't see it here. Just one second. Let me get to it. I love it. Kind of see it. But we, again, we're talking about contrast between the righteous and the wicked. And hope deferred makes the heart sick. While that is a fact, we don't have to stay there. That's not the plight of the righteous. That's what I'm trying to get, get to that point. Okay, so Proverbs 13 starts off and says, A wise son heeds his father's instruction, but a scoffer does not listen to rebuke. Then a man his mouth the unfaithful feeds on violence. He who guards his mouth preserves his life, but he who opens wide his lips shall have destruction. The soul of a lazy man desires and has nothing, but the soul of the diligent shall be made rich. A righteous man hates lying, but a wicked man is loathsome and comes to shame. Righteousness guards him whose way is blameless, but wickedness overthrows the sinner. Therefore is one who makes himself rich, yet has nothing, and one who makes himself poor, yet has great riches. Let me skip on down to 11, where it says, wealth gained by dishonesty will be diminished, but he who gathers by labor will increase. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. So this whole scripture, this whole passage is talking about the contrast between the righteous and how God will bless the righteous versus those that don't live righteously. So if hope um, is, is deferred, what it's saying is, is that hope is um, a, hope when it is realized is a tree of life. So 
from this scripture, let me get to my notes. When we look at this scripture in the context of the chapter, we are presented with a set of contrasts between the upright and the wicked. And reading the whole chapter, we realize it is an instruction to the righteous on how to win and what to do and not to do. So I was so glad we, I was led to this passage because it really does give out steps on how to succeed, how to win in life by following many of the points that are in this scripture. So to take wise counsel, to watch what you say because you will eat its fruit, to not be lazy, but to be diligent, uh, to walk in righteousness uh, will cause you to be guarded, to walk in integrity and don't pretend to be what you're not. God made you uniquely for his purpose. All of this and reading his work feeds our faith, which fuels our hope. Because when we know that if we are living the righteous life and walking in his way, walking according to his statutes and obeying his word, therefore we know we can hope in what he has promised us. So, in order to win, we have to have our faith. We have to have our faith tended to. We have to make sure our faith has a strong foundation in order for us to therefore walk in hope concerning the things of God. Remember, hope alone will not take you over. You can go through many difficult things, but the hope alone is not gonna do it. For example, athletes work really, really hard at what they do and what they try to accomplish. They set a goal, they have uh, what it's gonna look like in their mind. They have to create a picture within their mind on what that's gonna look like to win. And so their hope is that they're going to win. But if they don't ever step out and put some action to that hope, put some action to the faith that they have in themselves or in, or in their God-given talent or their God-given gift, if they never put any faith to action, hope alone will not take them across the finish line. I, have, I love watching track and field. So in the Summer Olympic Games, when we saw the track and field, we saw uh many amazing athletes come across that finish line and a lot of times they get very emotional when they cross that finish line they get very emotional they cry they holler they scream why is that it's because their hope was realized their hope of winning their hope of overcoming and then also they know that they have put their faith to action by training hard every day, by doing the things that's necessary for their gifting to be excellent in it. They put in the work, they put in the self-discipline, they put in the consistency, they put in all this as an act of faith, fueling their hope into winning that game. So also, um, even if you want to have a goal in your mind, and you're thinking about, man, I want to start this business. Or I believe God's called me to uh, go to school and become a doctor. Or whatever it may be. Just remember that you can hope for it. But at some point, you have to put some action behind it. You have to build your faith up so that you can realize that hope by putting the work in. Again, back to our track stars, our athletes. They run and they win and there's a lot of emotion and because of what they hoped for, 
they are elated with that emotion. So back to that scripture that says, hope deferred make it the heart sick, but a desire realized is like a tree of life. When you realize that thing that you put in front of you and that goal that you put in front of you and it comes to pass, that emotion, that elation, that that is a real feeling. And that's what God has for us. That's what God wants us to have that feeling of winning in him. But again, we have to make sure we have our foundation, even in that. We need our faith to be built on a strong foundation in order to fuel our hope to carry us to the wind. Hope is a powerful thing. God uses our hope to carry us through the trials of life. So how many of us have been in a situation where things look bleak? Things don't look like they're coming to fruition. Things are hard. Sometimes some of us may feel like we take two steps forward and three, five steps back. What do we do? How do we persevere? We have to have hope. God give, has given us the ability to hope, to help push us through, to help push us through the finish line. If I give up in the midst of adversity, then I'll never realize, I'll never realize what God has for me. And I will have allowed the enemy to have his way. But God allows us to have this ability to hope for the expected, to hope in something that's greater than what we are in order to bring the wind and the wind is for his kingdom the wind is wind is for his glory not for our own it's for his glory so please just be encouraged that as we walk out this life in christ that we continue to believe god for uh what he has for us that we will do the necessary work and take our own due diligence in uh, building ourselves up in our most holy faith as we build ourselves up with the word of God, we build ourselves up with hearing the word of God and being taught of the about the things of God. Therefore, we know that our greater hope is far beyond even what's in this earthly realm. We can hope for his glory. We can hope to reign with him. We can hope for his coming. We can hope. We have such a hope when you're in Christ and you know uh, who, who you belong to. And you know that that Christ is is on our side in every situation, then we can hope in even impossible situations, we can have hope. So I I thank God for the messages that have been going on all of this month, reminding us how much God wants us to win and how much uh goes into that. That it's really not that hard that as we build ourselves on him as our foundation, we will find that our hope will help push us past and push, push us through adversity and help push us to the finish line. So I thank God for that. I thank God that our attitudes towards him will be that of belief and faith and joy. And we will grab on his peace and his word for our lives. And we will choose daily to believe him and his word concerning our lives and not the whispers of the enemy. Because he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he's always going to come after your hope, your belief, and your faith system. So, people of God, be encouraged to continue to tap in to what God has for you on a daily basis. I cannot stress that enough. Because the enemy is always looking to snatch it away from you. He wants you to be depressed. He wants you to be hopeless. He wants you to be a cast down. He wants you to be heavy. He wants you to be all these different things that cause you to abort your 
purpose in life. And we don't want our purpose aborted when God has made the way for us already. He's already made the way for us. But do you believe that? Where is your belief system? Where does it lay? Is it truly in the unmovable word of God? Will we truly obey what he says? See, all of that helps build us towards our hope and build us towards our win. When we take the word of God, we believe the word of God, and we obey the word of God. Amen. We have to continue to obey the word of God and follow his commands because that strengthens us to continue to have faith, to hope, and to move forward. So this is a short message. It's just an encouraging word to you to continue to believe God, to continue to persevere, and to continue to overcome, and to continue to hope and have the right attitude while you're going through. We have to have the right attitude and that the joy of the Lord is really, truly our strength. So I thank you. I pray that God bless you on this evening, and I pray that you continue to feed your faith in order for your hope to be fueled. Have a blessed night. Thank you for tuning in. We do hope that you received all that God had for you on today through today's message. Please take a moment to visit us at our website at www.afterchristchristiancenter.org where you can keep up with all of our latest events and up-to-date information. You can also give a donation at our cash app at dollar sign after Christ. We'd like to thank you so much for tuning in today and please feel free to join us live in the sanctuary. We're here and we would love to see your face. We look forward to seeing you. God bless you.